Hey, everybody, we're back with another Commission podcast. We're cranking through the list. Oh, uh, yeah. Today we're talking about the 2012 science fiction time travel timey-wimey film A Looper, directed by one Ryan Johnson. Mm, I've heard of him. Um, starring Bruce Willis, Joseph Gordon-Lovett, uh, Emily Blunt, uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Daniels, if I'd have seen this movie, I wouldn't have been nearly as impressed with his villainy in Godless. Godless. Because he's essentially the same character, right? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's he's certainly a more villainous, maybe, in Godless. I guess there, that's an argument we could have. Sure. Um, this movie was commissioned by David B., David Babulik, uh, which you might remember he commissioned uh uh, Anne of Green Gables for his wife. <laughs> for that was a fun Some, podcast. It was. Yeah. It was. He says, uh, I'm commissioning, or I'd like to commission a podcast for the 2012 movie Looper. I really enjoyed the look and feel of the movie and the world they created. The whole time I was watching, I kept wishing it was a TV series. It seemed like a cool mm. universe with interesting characters, and I wanted more. I assume there's all sorts of time travel problems with the movie, and feel free to point those out, but I was able to suspend my disbelief and get into the story. I look forward to your breakdown and analysis. It's interesting. I so I've been watching this show called Travelers. Oh yeah, sort, sort I, of background watching it. I, I kept seeing this this film mentioned uh, or Travelers mentioned in uh, some of the subreddits I'm on, and I think there's yeah. a thread on our forums about it too. I think so. Yeah, people have been talking about it. Um, it's in its second season, and I, I look at that show and I say this is a prime example of why. It's really tricky to do a time travel TV show right. because the further you get into the time travel concepts and the more you play with the plot and stuff, yep. the more ridiculous it all becomes. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Travelers somewhere around the end of season one, maybe mid season two has gotten almost completely ridiculous. Broken. Yeah. From from a time travel perspective. And I think if you did Looper, the same thing would happen because they barely hold it together in mm. an hour and a half movie here or a mm. two hour movie. Yeah. Uh, I was because I, I, I as I kept getting more and more ridiculous. I'm thinking I don't see how like I'm loving this. Mm -hmm. I really like this movie. This movie is fun, and this movie was, uh, you know, like like a bit of a puzzler where you feel like uh -huh. you got to see it a couple times to fully understand what's going on. And I was digging all that, but I'm like, oh, I'm prepared for this to be a letdown in the end. And honestly, and I'm not going to spoil anything for a couple of minutes, because if you haven't seen Looper, I think you really should, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you like science fiction films, especially if you like seeing, uh, you know, kind of well-done concept films like uh, Donnie Darko, like Inceptions, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, like Memento. It's, it's very much a piece of those, only maybe more fun. Mm -hmm. This movie is, is, a, is a popcorn flick. But also has these serious underpinnings. Um, I I thought the f way they finished it up was really tight mm -hmm. and kind of heads off at the pass any kind of like paradoxical conversations you might have. Hmm. That, okay. Now that said, I need to see this movie two or three more times before I'm ready. I mean, I don't know because I thought the same thing about Inception. I saw Inception the second time. Right. I'm like, nope, I've actually got to figure it figured out. Yeah, so I think this movie holds together thematically at the end, but mm -hmm. maybe not from a time travel perspective. All right, I think there are some causality problems. Well, see, there's I and there's all kinds of different because it's there's a couple tricky stuff in here, like Emily Blunt's relationship to her child mm -hmm. is intention like like seemingly intentionally vague. Mm -hmm. 
Because that is, she does make a lot of straight up statements. She makes a lot of poetic statements or things that can be interpreted poetically. And the word mother can mean a lot of different things, a lot of different contexts. And you've got sisters involved and uh, it, it gets it gets pretty crazy. But I, I thought it was pretty tight. Um, I'm trying to think of what other things we can say non-spoilerly. Uh, we forgot oh, to mention this one. is another Paul Dano movie, which we're on a string we're, of. We're on a, we're on a string of Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. How did uh, JGL's Bruce Willis make oh, up? Oh, so distracting. I couldn't I couldn't like look away from his nose for the first 30 minutes of this movie. I mean, it's it's definitely uncanny valley cuz everyone's yeah. why he'd set his jaw and like narrow his eyes and it's like that is like a CGI version of Young Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah. I'm surprised that uh, I I kind of wish they just I don't know, it's it, it's a lot of fun. It, it it's it's sure. it's, it's a lot of fun <laughs> and like in a prop comedy kind of way. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, I kind of wish they just let him go for it because he has actually a pretty good Bruce Willis voice, yeah, and, and attitude. Like I I saw in in JGL some Bruce Willis. It's it's very akin to um, Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi. Sure, like he is not wearing Alec Guinness prosthetics, <laughs> right? But he is doing the mannerisms and voice so well. Mm-hmm. And like, there's that one scene where they sit across from each other at the diner, which is just it's 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 delightful and it's funny. But it I kind of wish. And the other thing is, like, when we see Paul Dano's older self, they don't just make up Paul Dano to look older. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like you had to do – you had to be consistent one or the other. And I, I don't know that you need to put poor poor uh, Joe uh, <laughs> playing Joe in a in 50 pounds of Bruce Willis makeup just to – Yeah, I, I thought it was distracting more than anything. There's a lot of funny scenes, though, of, like, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt looking at himself in a mirror and, like, looking at his hairline. Uh-huh. <laughs> that That is, is pretty funny. Um, yep. I'm trying to think what else. Like, I really like the... Um, it, it reminded me of Interstellar, like, the glimpses we see of, essentially, this movie takes place 30 or 40 years in our present, mm-hmm. and then there's also a loop that's 30 years beyond that. Yeah. And I kind of like the Interstellar, like... It's recognizably our world, but there's some weird shit going on, you know? Mm-hmm. There's hoses going from exhaust pipes to gas tanks. There right. is, uh, apparently it's illegal to just shoot people in the street with shotguns because of an out-of-control vagrant problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of solar power. A lot of solar um, power. And the, eye drop drugs, which I thought were yep. pretty cool. Uh, we still have farms, which is something that a lot of future shows yeah. or movies don't do they yeah. only show you the inner cities but i think it's the hint that these are all ethanol farms because sugar oh, cane yeah, is the, the best cane. thing to grow for hmm. for uh okay that that re- renewable energy like corn's a terrible ethanol crop but yeah that's a whole other borderline conspiracy theory rant that i could go on <laughs> um my, my biggest question in this whole film the most unbelievable thing is he drove his his bike through that field of cane uh, not a single scratch on him when he gets out of it. Is Kane, I just don't is buy Kane, it. Is Kane like, because like, corn, I have to corn, imagine corn, it's corn, similar. Corn will cut you. Corn will devastate you. If you drove a motorcycle through a cornfield, yeah. you would you would look like uh, you got it's pushed through a sieve at pa- the end of paper it. Paper cut city. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine Kane would be that similar. I would think so. Plus, like, I mean, I, the other thing is, like, these are growing canes because, like, you know, full-grown sugar cane, like, cured and everything, they're, like, uh, they're like fucking rebar, uh-huh. too. So, hmm. Uh, what else do we want to talk non-spoilery? 
She says that all the cane's dead, right? The cane is used for seed for the next harvest, for the yeah, next growing season. Yeah, something like the like it looked like that they had harvested a lot of the cane, but left a few. I I don't know anything about cane cane raising. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't. <laughs> matter I've raised some cane in my but... in my day, but but not like that. <laughs> not like that. Uh. I I guess let's talk about some of the good things that we liked. Um, are non so, are we still non spoilery? I don't see how. Okay, everybody, if spoilers. you haven't seen Looper and you like science fiction time travel films, it's a nice, tight two hour fun that you'll have. Marvel at Joseph Gordon Levitt uh, doing a very uncanny valley performance of Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it's it's uh, Marvel out of villainous uh, Jeff Daniels pre Godless days. Uh, you're gonna have a good time. All right, everybody else, come on with us into the spoiler section. Uh, all right, let's 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 talk spoilers. So I thought maybe the coolest scene. There's there's a lot of good action scenes in this movie, mm-hmm. but I think maybe the coolest scene out of any of them is the one where Paul Dano gets captured and his older self is running around and just starts falling apart. Like, that was a horrifying scene. Yeah, that was fucking He starts rad. losing fingers. He takes his nose. Yeah. He he eventually starts losing limbs. Like, and then, he's walking through the streets as he's disintegrating. And as he's, as he's trying desperately to sprint to the location, he yells out, like, no, wait, you realize he's lost his tongue because it just comes uh-huh. out all garbled and... And yeah. that's fucked and up and we, awesome. Yeah, yeah. When when they're like, because Jeff Dan, when uh, Joseph Gore, or when when Joe says, "Are you going to kill him?" Mm-hmm. and uh, he says, "Well, nah, I probably won't come to that because like killing people has messed up effects on the future." But then it's like, oh boy, um, I, that was admittedly cool. My only criticism, and now here's the thing: I do have some criticism in this film because this is film. It's like what what Quentin Tarantino said about it follows. This movie is so close to being perfect in such a pure crystallization and execution of its if its if its premise mm-hmm. that it kind of gets you irritated when you see the cracks because, like, damn it, I really want to just unabashedly love this thing, and I feel like. It's super badass that they they surgically sliced and diced this dude so he wouldn't ha- like so the indu- in, to induce him to come back. Mm-hmm. But if it causes a lot of time problems to kill a guy, how many how much time problems does it cause to fucking maim a guy? Yeah, like how how does this version of this guy like, like it would so alter his? I mean that. But they they address that. That's the thing. Like this is why I need to see this movie a couple more times before I I talk about it. But that's that's not the contract. Um, Bruce Willis says like how you know when Bruce Willis comes back in time, he's like everything's foggy. Like what's happening right now is in yeah. crystal, and I can you know when whenever you make a, a a new action, like the memory is like super clear in my mind. But so like, what is this guy's experience of like his past? Mm-hmm. And then I guess, like, if I'm ordering... It, it would then... be constantly changing. And I, I would think, like, affecting... If he were able to convince his younger self of anything at any point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it would instantly be true. So I think, like, yeah. there, there's something about, like, having a kid with with the woman who's killed, um, uh-huh. who becomes, like, old Joe's love. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something about, like, having a kid with him. If he had been able to convince uh, young Joe to have a kid, mm-hmm. then wouldn't he instantly already remember having a kid and like he he would it would have happened to him and therefore he would remember it right and the idea like there's also a couple of things that like 
you know, Bruce Willis met, trying to kill these children to make sure he saves his wife mm-hmm. feels dumb because anything like you're talking about your butterfly flapping yeah. like this is something that's going to happen to you 20 years into the future, mm-hmm. or 25 years in the future, I think. Something such a sweeping change as like eliminating this future gangster, apex predator gangster, yeah. might lead you to never finding your wife anyway. But I guess should be safe. I mean, that's what that's what Joseph Gordon Lovett's point was. It was like, well, just show me your picture. I'll stay the hell away from her, and I'll shoot you now, and she'll be protected. Right. But like, it's almost it's weird that old Joe is trying to save a. A future that probably doesn't exist anymore. Right. He's trying to save this relationship with someone who he wants to save the life of, and he could just give up the relationship yeah. and save their life. Yes. So he's being a little greedy. Right. Like, I feel a like selfish. you're supposed to understand that your allegiance in the first part is is the old Joe, because it seems like he's the one that's got his shit together, and young Joe is a psychopath. But as you go through the movie, you realize that old Joe is I don't I don't I don't know like he's he's pretty crazy pretty yeah. maniacal I mean this is in a nutshell like this movie is the what if you could go back and kill Hitler scenario mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah I mean it is it's just a little more personal well it's so crazy because I just saw something on um you know a reddit front page where people's like it was a it was some kind of post on I don't know whatever these 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 this subreddit is the front page of slash are all mm-hmm. um where it's like, you know, everybody talks about going back and killing Hitler as a baby, but no one goes and talks about going back and, like, giving Hitler the love and, and right. support he needs to not be Hitler. <laughs> yeah. And I, I literally read that two days ago, and then I saw this movie, and I'm like, well, shit, that's what, that's what this is. It's Bruce, mm-hmm. old Joe wants to kill Hitler. Young Joe wants Hitler to be loved by his mommy so he doesn't become Hitler. Right. And who's right? We don't know. The we movie don't. never tells us. Because right. nothing about the ending of this movie says that the kid doesn't grow up to be the rainmaker anyway. Now, I saw particularly I think I think there's theories that spring about by a not very close reading of the movie. And again, I only saw this movie once, so maybe I've I've got this wrong, but there is a, a passionate theorizing branch that says that Sid is actually Joe. Sid is the kid? Sid is the kid. Okay. <laughs> I don't see how in the fuck that's possible unless young Joe's already a time traveler, uh-huh. but the movie... It's ne- not possible. And he's not telekinetic. No. It's it's absolutely not possible. Right. Now, the... the, the yeah, okay. I, I don't even know if it's worth arguing about because... I mean, they exist in the same timeline. Yeah. And, the, and the, Young Joe has never time traveled. I think that's a fact. It is and a if fact. It, and if you yes. want to assert it, Because time travel hasn't been invented in that... In that period, right? right? Right, So if young Joe has ever existed in that moment, right. uh, in that timeline, then he is I unable th- I, to chime I think people get twisted because young – okay. So they use, this, they use this tool of visualization when new memories are forming. But that's also how you visualize someone imagining a future potential. So when Joe sees old Joe kill Emily Blunt – he imagines mm. the fate of this kid, yeah, and also rem- and, and 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 lays it over his own life experience and sees what terrible outcome. Like essentially, it's it's it echoes back to Jeff Daniels' speech about yes, exactly. seeing you go bad, seeing you go good, and plucking you out of that bad. 
and that's why yeah. he kills himself. He he says the whole thing was laid out to him right. as clear as clear as day. Yeah, yeah. He can see it all. And it's just unfortunate that the language the, the the language that cinema uses to tell us one thing and the language that Ryan Johnson used to tell the other stuff is the same. I I, I almost wonder if it would have been better if he had done an additional camera trick with like I don't know a softer just, focus or I never found it confusing. I didn't either cuz like the thing is Joe doesn't have telekinesis. Right. Now, the, the Redditors that are proponents of the Sid equals Joe theory are like, well, he got shot in the head and that disabled his TK. Bullshit. <laughs> he, he went super fucking sane moments right. after that happened. That's not how brain damage works. And he used those telekinetic abilities in the future to take over the five cities or whatever they call it, right? Right, right. Like single-handedly. Two, so, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's that the implication. Is, that's the implication. Yeah. Two... Young Joe's not a time traveler. Right. It, it, you cannot assert that as evidence without, without any evidence. And there is zero evidence in this movie that, you, that Young Joe's a time traveler. Yeah. Um, in fact, he talks about how time travel doesn't exist yet, right? Right. I mean, so the theory is that, Abe like... Abe is a time traveler. We know that much. Right. The theory is, I think, that Abe would send the ba- like would send a baby back in time or someone that... But I'm like, that just, just doesn't... That, that sounds like the opposite of what all these gangsters want. Like, they don't want to fuck with the timeline. Also, they, they want to just murder. They just want to disappear yeah. people. Okay, young Joe can't be a time traveler because old Joe is a time traveler, right? Okay, and, and we know that Maybe. old Joe comes from twenty seventy four. Okay, now say that again because that doesn't make sense. So old Joe comes from twenty seventy four. Is that a fact? Yes. Okay. Well, thirty. You can't have a thirty year younger Joseph Gordon Levitt uh-huh. traveling from the same year back into the past because. There would be he would be the same he would be two different ages at the same time. That wouldn't make any sense. But it's possible, right? I mean, it's possible that Bruce Willis doesn't come back from twenty seventy four. Maybe he comes back from no here twenty one oh four. Let me see if I can talk this through. So okay. Sid's ball, or no, I'm sorry, um, uh, fucking uh, Dumber and Dumbers, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Daniels, Daniels boss, yeah. for whatever Abe. reason decides to send a six month old baby back. Into the past, okay. That, that baby becomes Sid. from from twenty seventy four to twenty seventy four, and then he grows up. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you're right. The time the, the the ages just don't line up. They don't line up. Yeah, he'd have to send him back thirty years prior, like sixty years ago, for it to even remotely work. And it, like, and again, there's no there. This is just shit that people are like. There is it's silly. Yeah, Young Joe never <laughs> talks about being a time traveler. No. There's no evidence of that being a time like. So I just don't. I don't think it works. There are a lot of really cool touches, like fun touches. Like there's a lot of the fact that in. Like, like, Ryan Johnson is giving nods to all of the time travel movies that came before. In fact, in the credits, he thanked there's – a, there's a special thanks to Shane Carruth, huh. uh, who okay. is the writer, director, star of Primer, which yeah. we, we liked a lot uh, – that came about 10 years before this movie. Um, but there's also – did you notice, like, um, when old Joe is going to try to kill these, these children, he's got three targets, like the Terminator did, had three Sarah Connors. Oh, did it? And yeah. Sid's mom is named Sarah. Ah, yep. And there's also a scene where Joseph Gordon-Levitt is on this motorcycle frantically uh-huh. trying to get it started going, come on, come on, come on, which is just like Marty McFly <laughs> with the DeLorean. Um, sure. I'm sure there's yeah. others. Those are the, the ones that I that I, I saw and put together. Um, yeah. I forget where we were going with this. So Sid's not Joe. 
No, oh, Sid, Sid can't be Joe. There was a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff that I thought was like culturally neat. Like um, Jeff Daniels asserts, like he makes fun of Joseph Gordon Lovett for being dressed as like your your typical yeah. cyberpunk killer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you realize that you're just you're you're just copying things on movie posters that copied things from other movie posters. But like in the future. They call their guns gats, uh-huh. and they call like their fucking shotguns blunderbusses. And also, I didn't notice myself, but someone is like on a movie details subreddit. Um, there's a poster on Sid's wall of like bad, bad guy Bob or something, and mm-hmm. everyone's wearing black trench coats with black like wide brimmed hats. And the future assassins that come to get Bruce oh, Willis are dressed me. like that. So, like yeah, those, that Amish attire. That's just, what that kid thinks is cool for gangsters to wear. So he makes his gangs wear it. It's, right. It's, there's a lot of really neat, <laughs> neat cultural time travel touches that I thought uh, Ryan Johnson was smart and clever for putting in there. Can it's, we all agree that the the fashion statement of a, a wide brimmed Amish style hat is just no good in any time? Yeah, I mean, you think Amish. It's just uh, not a good look. You think you can't take Amish uh, uh, seriously as killers, and then you watch Banshee, and uh... <laughs> you still don't. <laughs> if you're me, <laughs> um, I think I, it, the other thing is like I kept at the end of this movie, I was kind of mad, freshly mad. I don't want to bring up Star Wars, but I'm going to. Oh, um, I, I was freshly mad at Star Wars again because like Ryan Johnson really sweated the details. Mm-hmm. And it is super obvious because of production schedules and everything are, are completely arbitrary decisions by Disney management that he was not allowed to do that in uh, the the Last Jedi, and that really came to fore. I don't know if you saw the um, the slash film interview with him, mm-hmm. but one of the bombshells from that is Ryan Johnson clearly had not thought through of any of the implications of him ramming a ship at hyperspace, <laughs> and at the end he's like. Yeah, I really don't have a good reason why it's never done before, and that's going to be an issue for people making Star Wars movies in the future. But what are you going like? Fuck, good luck, dude. good luck, JJ. Right? Yeah. Well, maybe you can invent time travel so someone comes back. Like JJ yeah. Abrams will just go back, and someone will prevent Holdo from doing the Holdo maneuver. And, uh, but like this movie is so tight and stands up to at, at least cursory like examinations of plot that it's like, man, what could have Ryan Johnson done if he'd had? A couple years to make a Star Wars movie rather than essentially a couple months to write it and then Mm -hmm. start shooting. And then once you're shooting, the post-production works. So fuck you for wanting to change anything. Well, a lot of this um, movie is helped by the fact that there's some dialogue in there where Bruce Willis basically says, hey, don't get stuck in the time travel (laughs) stuff. Don't don't try and wrap your head around this because it all doesn't make sense. Uh, We're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. Soda straws. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's essentially. uh So they do a couple of things to lampshade it that. Yes, there are cracks in this. Um, They're not very big, though, at least on a first watch. And that's Maybe. about as, that's about as fair as you can Maybe. say on a on a on a time travel with this much craziness going on. I, I want to talk like about the Rainmaker because I I think there's a pretty there's potentially a big hole there. Um, okay. So the Rainmaker is the kid who's got this telekinetic ability that's more than just floating quarters. He's the Beast from the infamous video game series. Uh, it the Beast. Yeah. Hmm. That you, okay. that I don't you later that character. You, you later discover as yourself. Oh shit! You spend all the the two the two video games trying to prevent yourself from being born or some shit. I don't know. Huh. Um. So he is the kid that grows up to be the Rainmaker for one reason or another. Yes. Right? Now here's where things get tricky because Bruce Willis's whole plot here is to come back and kill the Rainmaker because the Rainmaker 
has taken over the future and killed his his wife or lover or whatever she was yeah. to him. Um, Which that, I, that is saying... So Can, can I check an assumption real quick? Because we're right here. Here's Yeah, I, I think I'm going there. Okay. Um, is it assumed... Does the movie try and say that Bruce Willis is what created the Rainmaker? I think so, because the Rainmaker targeted loopers and vagrants. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense that the people that this young child saw threatening his mother, he would go on this this uh, misguided uh, manhunt uh, to eliminate them. And and well, actually, Bruce Willis shoots act- him in the oh. jaw. They talk about how he's got like a prosthetic jaw, right, which is probably a killed nod his mother. To his scar. Some people are just like exaggerating, but like right. uh, I, I, it's not revenge. He's trying to kill loopers as quickly as possible to perhaps save his mother. That's what he's doing. Hmm. He's rounding because them he all knows up. That a looper came back, and if he can, if he can find all the loopers and kill them fast enough, then the old looper will not be able to come back and 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 kill him. Maybe. I mean, is it? That's something I need to check on a second watch. Yeah, I'm trying to determine if it's if there are Does two that actually implications the here. Lope. I, I think I know where you're going. Like, is there the implication that Bruce Willis created the Rainmaker when he came back in time to try and prevent? the death yeah um and is there the implication that he was successful because those two things almost seem at odds because well here's Bruce the weird willis thing. comes back because of the rainmaker which implies that the rainmaker always existed right. well we see this loop we see this loop okay and therefore coming back to stop the rainmaker would make his mission impossible so here's what i think's happened we see um a bound handcuffed uh, behooded old Joe come back and mm-hmm. young Joe kill him. Yeah. And then we watch that Joe turn into old Joe. So in this timeline, old Joe couldn't have killed Emily Blunt, yet the right. Rainmaker still arises. Right. Exactly. That implies that old Joe is right. You should have killed the Rainmaker because the Rainmaker being the Rainmaker is inevitable. It's not about a mother's love because in that mm-hmm. this timeline... The Rainmaker should have had Emily Blunt. Yeah, and and she absolutely failed to raise him as a good person. Right. Uh, apparently. Right. Because he comes, he becomes the Rainmaker. But but you know, there's also like hints that like Emily Blunt, because what I think happened is Emily Sarah mm-hmm. was Sid's mother, but she was. I think you're supposed to understand that she was a call girl, much like the one that Joseph Gordon or the young Joe had a relationship with, and that she abandoned her child with her older sister mm-hmm. who raised her as raised Sid as a mother and led a crazy life she was addicted to drugs um you know there's all kinds of different stuff and then when her sister got killed she kind of got her shit together enough to raise Sid mm-hmm. but she's struggling uh so that that even though she doesn't die she still doesn't successfully i don't know get her shit together enough but like maybe young joe's sacrifice of of her of, of like so convinces her that like she can like cuz i i think there's a maybe hint that this version of sarah would lapse back into drugs when things got hard or she'd start drinking again or something and she would not be everything that uh that sid needs i don't know that's that's the only thing i can think of because you're right, old Joe uh, didn't cause the Rainmaker. There's no way. No, he couldn't have. We watched that Be- whole loop. Because the Rainmaker is what caused him to go on the mission in the first place. Right. 
So we 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 saw that loop play out. We yeah. haven't seen the loop where. I mean, like, what would happen if 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 Young Joe hadn't killed Old Joe? Is probably the Rainmaker certainly happens. Maybe he happens even earlier. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, that's. I mean, is the instigating event for the Rainmaker him accidentally killing his mother? Or or his perceived mother. So I I think there's oh maybe there's that's some what confusion that the rainmaker, the kid thinks that he knows who his mom is mm-hmm. throughout this movie. He right. keeps saying you're not my mom. He thinks his when sis- we know some something else. Well, the other thing is like so he thinks that I think what happened is he went super saiyan. He killed uh-huh. his he killed the sister of his real mother Sarah right. with the bookshelf incident. Right, and then he thought that was his mother because that was his earliest memory. Yeah. And so he he assumes that he has killed his mother, which drives him completely mad. You know? Right, and he's never able to forgive himself. Right. Um, there's also there's also a question if whether Emily is or whether uh, Sarah is her real mother because she talks enough in <laughs> riddles that I'm like not sure if she's actually the sister that was essentially out there acting crazy, and then when her sister's child. When her sister died and left a just child as an orphan, she felt bad and decided to come and adopt. Because I, I didn't she say that she adopted him at one point? This I, is where like, I don't I, think so. Th- th- and they confuse the issue even further by the kid being supernaturally smart uh, and perceptive, right? Perceptive and insisting that she's a liar when she says right. that she's his mother, right? So I don't know who to believe in this scenario. I know, and I, I feel like the answer's there, and I think I'm right, and I think a second or third watch would clear all this up, but I, I, I honestly don't know. And I don't I don't know if it makes any any difference, because what we do know is that the Rainmaker happens whether or not Old Joe is the one that kills his mother. Yeah. So, and we also don't know how this loop will play out. Like, it could be that the Rainmaker right. is inevitable. Like, like yep. what caused a Rainmaker is Emily Blunt's selfish behavior in abandoning the child. Right. Um, and that's already happened. And that's already happened. <laughs> or it could yeah. be that him going crazy as a young uh, baby, as a toddler, and killing his mother with a book, like with an exploding bookshelf, is the thing that made him Rainmaker. Already happened. And right. it already <laughs> happened. So, like, yeah, I don't know how you would. Uh, I don't. It, you know, like I don't know if this is like a Cyberdyne thing where they could like like old Joe could play around with the time and go back when he was a baby, or I, I, I honestly don't know. Old Joe's not yeah. going to do shit now because old Joe's dead. Right. Which. Brings up in my mind a whole lot of causality stuff that like if you killed if you killed Joe in this timeline how could he have ever come back to to upset things you know how could yeah. he ever come back for to send you on this mission the results in his death yeah I yeah. I mean I, I just don't see how it's possible there there's talk I, I read an article about some something with divergent timelines that I didn't quite understand mm-hmm. um. That I get it. There are multiple timelines in in this movie, mm-hmm. but I don't know how that timeline with Young Joe and Old Joe could not could have happened the way right. It happened. Like you can go in the multiverse, kind of like Rick and Morty style, where right. you're not Everyone just you're not off. just shifting time; you're shifting mm-hmm. dimensionally, so you can have multiple copies of yourself from all different eventualities. Um, but I don't know, the way they do that thing with the slowly dismembering yeah. man implies yeah. that that's not, like, this is and, a... And the final act, where Joe can, kills young Joe and it kills old Joe. Like, right. that implies to me Instantly. that anything that would happen to young Joe would alter the course of the future and perhaps cause Bruce Willis not to come back. Right. 
Yeah, like like the thing, like like Joseph Gordon-Lovett shooting himself, it made old Joe disappear, but it should have like 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 maybe things snap back, like Emily Emily and Sid are just playing checkers in their on the kitchen table because none of this would have happened, right? Although. <laughs> Yeah. Unless there's some kind of divergent timeline stuff going on that I just don't quite Because I remember understand. reading, there was an illustration in, in uh, Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time where he's talking about how like causality could work. And he's like, there's this school of thought that says, like, if you shot a, a pool ball into a corner pocket of a pool table, then you traveled back in time, and your intention was to shove yourself so you miss that. Because uh, he was trying to come up with something that doesn't involve you traveling back in time and shooting your grandfather. Uh-huh. That what might happen is you just trip before you make yourself miss the shot. Yeah, it's, that, that, it's there's the some, Hugh like, Jackman uh, time – or not Hugh Jackman, the uh, fucking Guy Pierce is that his name? Time travel movie. What's or that or is it Hugh Jackman? Shit, I don't know. It's the one where he goes back to like Victorian times and he's trying to save his love and the universe just conspires against him to oh, prevent yeah, it yeah, at yeah. every time. Yeah, you're talking about Guy Pierce, the time, time uh the time machine. The H. D. Wells. Uh, I think that yeah, was that it, was yeah. a long time ago. Holy shit. It was, yeah. Um yeah, like there's just some kind of like cosmic enforcer that yeah. you know, would not be clear it's not like a like a impersonal intelligence. It's just like it's impossible. To, to do something so bad that you prevent something that's already happened from happening. Right, which in makes, your own past. would make it super weird because then you know once you get those gold bars, you're fucking invincible right. for 30 years. Right. You can do absolutely anything you fucking want. I, you I, could breathe in space. Like <laughs> I thought that was a great idea, too, because like, there are so many people that absolutely would take the deal. Like You can live lavishly for 30 uh-huh. years, but that's it. Yeah. Your ass is going to be found because I, I I've also thought like there'd be more of like them trying to evade their fate. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that's what Jeff uh, Daniels was hinting at when he goes, "You should learn Mandarin. Like go get get off the grid. Go to like the mountains oh. of Mongolia and like okay, we'll still probably find you, but you'll at least yeah. you know because that's I, like how- I just thought he was getting at China's going to be the superpower uh, in in thirty years. Because how do they find the loopers? Because like what if Joseph Gordon Lovett after he gets his gold bars. Just goes completely off the grid. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The movie doesn't really. Address I mean, with facial recognition. I was thinking like them. like facial oh, recognition. Oh, it's all the tracking stuff, right? You can't hide a body. Like the there, there's but that's some in the kind future. Of, not so if, George, if he left right now, like right this day, as soon as he got the gold bars, he would never oh, get the tracker implanted. Okay. But even today, like yeah. I don't know, unless you went to the mountains and never went to a Walmart, never used an ATM, I think people could like facial recognition is so good that yeah. You will be found eventually. Sure, um, but I don't know. Well, like, I mean, it would be there are. But, so here's here's what I was thinking halfway through this movie. Uh-huh. This movie should be a fucking trilogy. Like, like yeah, a whole TV show is too much. But like, one of the things that I wish I I, I wish I had time to see. Like, the first movie is just Joseph Gordon Lovett and the whole time travel and his adventures with Paul Dano and, like, br- old Bruce coming back. That's the third act. Old Bruce comes back and he f- he flees. And the final part of the movie is J- Gor- Joseph Gordon Lovett realizing he's got to find out and kill himself before old Joe finds these babies, whatever. The mm-hmm. second trilogy is all about old Joe's life with his wife. And then the third trilogy is essentially, like, I, I felt like there was a not. Like like that scene where we're seeing Bruce Willis live his gangster life in two minutes felt uh-huh. silly. Yeah, 
First of all, because the wigs they had, uh, fucking uh, the the, the young <laughs> that, makeup and wigs they had, Bruce Willis, and the transition to slowly aging George, jo- Joseph Gordon Lovett with his fucking weird Dick Tracy version <laughs> of Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. The transition it, it felt like it felt like when in in like the the final Lord of the Rings when they transitioned Andy Serkis and the Gollum, uh-huh. and something about that CGI just didn't work. That that, that didn't work, and then like he met this. Asian lady that flipped him off, and now they're boning, and now she's getting him clean, and like it was laughable because I didn't care. This was just a funny thing happening with a bunch of weird makeup, and they didn't feel like real characters. Sure, and I didn't feel like I I, the movie boldly asserted that this is a love of his life that I gotta really invest in and care for, and they give Bruce Willis some big high minded speeches that he doesn't quite nail. The like none of the emotional heft was there. Yeah, I didn't um, really care um, about Emily Blunt. Like Emily Blunt is like remarkably easy to care for. She's the one I cared most about in this. Yeah, movie. yeah, she's really good. Because Joe's a shit bag. Like young Joe is a bag of shit. He eventually becomes old Joe, who's less of a bag of shit. Yeah, but also still wants to murder children. Like <laughs> I think Emily Blunt might be my favorite actress working alive now because oh, I've shit. seen her be a badass what action about, what about hero. Carrie Coon. You're not okay. gonna throw Carrie under the okay. bus. But are you? I, hey, I want to see Carrie Coon <laughs> headline a sci-fi action film okay. as the badass. Yeah. Okay. Inception like, two. Like, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying Emily Blunt can can you know hang in the leftovers, but you know I don't know. I've never I've I, I, you know what I'm saying like I've seen her be in lighthearted musicals. I've seen her be in rom coms. I've seen her be the action star of a science fiction film i've seen her be like this particular star of an action film like she's she's just really really fucking good i think yeah no i i thought she was really great in this movie there's um, some people that are the most identifiable like the, the character that's yeah. the easiest to identify with I suppose. yeah yeah um i don't remember where i was going with all that oh just the fact that i wish this movie, at the very least, had a like it was it was two movies, so the characters could breathe, and we actually care a little bit more about them. Mm-hmm. Um, it still works pretty remarkably well with as thinly drawn as they had as they had to make the characters, but I don't yeah, know. for sure. Um, maybe maybe wanting more is what you want in someone watching a science fiction time traveler movie. <laughs> uh huh. Don't and and man. Yeah, I keep coming back to like the the time travel stuff because that's where my brain goes. I'm a I'm a fan of sci-fi and time mm-hmm. travel and those kinds of stories and I just can't help but think how stupid the mob must be in this movie, the future mob. Mm-hmm. They're idiots. So here's here's the scenario they've constructed, right? Yeah. We're going to we're going to in 2044, we're going to hire these kids. We're going to put guns in their hands mm-hmm. and tell them go to this field and shoot this person. Uh, and bury their body or dispose of their body. Okay, so so they've established that, but then they add the wrinkle of at one point you're going to be the person you're shooting, and you're going to know that because there's going to be gold strapped to their back, and mm-hmm. now your loop is closed. Right, uh, and your contract's over. Your contract's over. So why why is that a necessary element of this thing outside of like the plot of this movie because for this movie to work it has to be there but i think that if you're the mob it's really stupid to do this because you could just send a looper um back in time to another looper to be executed and they could grab the the gold bars for you and say and walk up to you at a bar or at wherever you are, hand you the gold bars and say your loop is closed. 
that eliminates any of the emotional response that you would have of killing yourself when they come across. The other thing, it seems like it would be trivial to kill the person and then send their body back for disposal if what's really hard is to dispose of bodies. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is they feel like, and this might be something that you just have to accept, is the idea of closing the loop and that only you can do that. Like like you killing yourself absolutely seals off. Like you just you just from the from the point of view of future police just kind of disappear. Like you never were. Like I don't know that that works out in physics terms, but for a thematic hook, it's not bad. But you're right. I don't know that. I, there, there's it, I don't no know reason to have makes... the looper actually kill themselves. Is I, my point. It, it's actually no, far I'm... more risky and stupid to do it that way. Unless there's some kind of, again, timey-wimey thing about you killing yourself that actually closes the loop, and that is... I don't see how there could be. I don't know. Why does cutting your right pinky off forgive you for everything in the Yakuza? It could be like a, a weird, weird ritual. Like, they're just like, you kill it. Like, oh, you killing yourself. That's what ends your contract. And now... It doesn't mean it's not stupid. Yeah. I mean, you're right. But I'm saying like... all of this, like, r- running loop stuff could be avoided by just well, and there's also, sending them to a different looper. Yeah. And like, you know, time travel invented is immediately outlawed. So they're, they're for out- only outlaws use well, time travel. Well, that's just the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because... Once time travel is invented, there is no outlawing it. It's out there, and and yeah. someone is going to use that to go back and invent it previously, and or you need time go cops back and, and like like it's. I mean, there's just and, like and, once time travel is invented, now you all got bets John are Claude off. Van Dam involved, and what yeah. are you going to do? Uh, I you're <laughs> right, but I'm saying there's a lot of things that the movie kind of asserts at you, and there's like very quick, gritty Joseph Gordon Lovett speech he gives like five minutes in the movie, and like I think those are the premises that you have to buy. And I'm not saying, again, I'd have to watch this movie again to see if there's something that I missed about why it has to be you to close the loop. Because you're right. Everything you say is absolutely true. I'm also wondering what what their ability to control the time travel is. It's got to be pretty good. The because thing is, they're sending someone well, back here, to here, a specific here you go. Here location. You go. How, like, if you give the other looper the gold bricks, how do you know that the looper... With the, the just term, his contract just got closed. That gets the gold because you pull the hood off and you say, "Oh, this is that guy," or they include a note with it. Like, yeah, but but the looper, you have to, you're now trusting the honesty of a looper. Sure, I mean it's penalty of death if you don't. You know, it's but like how would they know? I don't like because that's it's not immediately obvious to me how the big bosses communicate with uh, with. Uh, it's very easy for me to think of how. Um, well, let's think this through. So, like, let's say that that um, that uh, fucking Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> Jeff mm-hmm. Daniels wants to get a message to future. He can go to a safety deposit box that drop it. that yeah. he's got thirty years worth of money into it. He puts it in there, and the big bosses go and open this yellowed letter, read it, and then what? They strap a message to a, a target to kill. But like, how how do you trust that the looper is going to relay that message? Like there's got to be a way for them to communicate. And if there is a way for them to communicate, then yeah, it seems like what they should do is give the gold to Jeff Daniels and let him distribute it to the marks. And then everything's fine. But then again, there'd be no movie. Well, I'm so. try- yeah. I'm trying to, to think, okay, so if they send a message back and it doesn't get to a looper, would they know that in the future? 
That's what I'm saying. Like it seems and then like they the could just send another message back to say, "Hey, this fucker who we sent this message to right. didn't follow through. Kill him." Right. But then what if that looper doesn't do? Like the I, there's something. Yeah, but then you're talking conspiracy. There's, there's and what can you do against there's that? There's something like, elegant about the only decision Jeff Daniels has to make is the employee. This guy once he does that everything's automatic. The how payments about this? sent from the future. The instructions are sent from the future. How about this? You don't do the special fucking gold bars when you close the loop. You just close the damn loop and let them keep working until they get to the point where they're sent back in time and murdered or like or, yeah how how would word get out that you're welching on your contracts right like by the time mm-hmm. like hey, i've been doing this eight years where's my fucking closed loop dude like i don't know if there's like a certain amount of the, uh, yeah i don't know it, it's like one of those things where like again you <laughs> want to know more about the universe because the concept of the universe is fucking cool but it might be another yeah, case like john I, wick where like i think john wick is right on the edge where if they explain this assass- assassin society just a little <laughs> bit more, it's going to start seeming silly rather than cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. It does have... I didn't even think about any of those issues. Yeah, the mob's just kind of dumb in the future. And also, like, the, the idea that all they're using time travel for is sending bodies in the past to be disposed of. There are a lot more uses for time travel. Oh, sure. That would be far more advantageous. Even if you go back a well, day. Well, the other thing is... Like, seemed- oh, shit, this this guy who we were bribing actually fucked us. Let's go back a day and yeah. let's make sure he fucking doesn't. Yeah. There's you also <laughs> we- this weird... Um, there's also this weird... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but the the they, they portray these gangsters of being weirdly respectful of the timeline. Like... But that only at their make, own peril, I thought. That doesn't make a lot of sense either. Like, you know, I don't see, like, criminals really giving a shit. Sure. But maybe maybe the the dangers of time travel are so manifest that, like... Yeah. You know, like, Italian mobsters may have a devil-may-care uh, attitude, but they're not like, Yeah, strychnine, fuck your strychnine. I'll drink strychnine all day. Like, they're not stupid. Right. They're They're not stupid. And they know that if they fuck with the timeline too much... They might wipe out their own existence, I think. Right. So that's why so they, they confine they, it to, like, people that are going to die anyway. They're just black holing, essentially. Yeah. They're not yeah. really using not time travel to for anything, anything but evading justice, which yeah. they think will not actually change the timeline. I think they're right. Mm-hmm. I think... I think if you got sent back in time 30 years ago and killed, it doesn't do anything to the existing timeline. You just I don't dis- think so. You just disappear. Yeah. Um, Unless you know, which which is the whole problem here, right? That yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt knows that his that he, he gets sent back to be killed by himself. And so he knows the time and place of his death, which Bruce Willis would not have really been able to come back and say, I know, ex- well, I guess he would know exactly what happens. Because yeah. he was a looper. He knows how this whole arrangement works yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, So it's not like he has to have special knowledge. Yeah, and I, I, this movie changed what I thought it was going to be about a lot of times. Like, I thought it was going to be about the Joes teaming up to figure out how they can evade looper justice. Uh-huh. And that was going to be the happy ending. And then it became about, oh, it's old Joe trying to save his love, and young Joe is the the villain and then Emily Blunt shows up, yeah. and like, uh, and then old Joe starts losing his memories. Like it's, uh, like I said, there's a lot of really cool twists and turns in this film. Yeah. So let me ask you on that thread: Do you think that Joe, young Joe, falls in love with Emily Blunt with Sarah by the end of this movie? No, I think he's still holding to his his old love. Young Joe? No, old Joe. Right. Do you think that young Joe falls in love with Sarah? Yes. Wouldn't that end Old Joe's mission right then and there? 
without him having to kill himself. Well, I think it gets uncertain because there's lots of things that could still lead. Like guys, they they even play with that. Where when uh, is it when young Joe has sex with Emily? Where like old Joe starts like he realizes he's starting to not be able to remember his love, so he like forces mm-hmm. himself to remember the first time he met her and snap it back into focus. Right. There's also like a weird thing where when he kills that first child, he hears a baby crying and they strongly imply that now in his future that him and his wife are able to have children where they previously were not. Whoa. Okay. Like somehow like in his like I that that I but I cuz they're playing with this weird thing hmm. where the Joe is simultaneously the type of man who is willing to kill children for the women he loves, but he's also willing to kill himself to save a child for a woman he loves. Right. Um, it's like he's got this insane dedication to the people he loves, and how is that energy directed? Is it directed into good ways or psychopathic ways? Or, I mean, like I said, there's there's arguments to be had that old Joe is on to the right track. That like killing three children to eliminate a Hitler type figure in the future is is totally worth it. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, as far as the ethics go, I. I haven't really considered them, but right. I and probably it's, the, these agree are the type of ethics Joe. questions I kind of hate because it's like super easy to give the right answer, or it's super yeah. easy to stunt and give the wrong answer and be contrarian, and it brings out all the everyone's worst impulses uh, and chest beating and tut tutting, <laughs> and it's like oh, it's it's but it's all theoretical, so who gives a shit? But I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I also have to like this message that he puts on Bruce Willis's arm it says Beatrix. Yeah. Which I thought it was pretty hilarious when he gets to the diner and he's like, "There's another waitress that works here." Oh yeah, Jen. Yeah, lot, yeah. lot fewer letters. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt's like, "Oh yeah, that would have been better. That would have been better." <laughs> uh, but you have to like, he has to assume that 30 years from now he's going to remember this random waitress from the middle of nowhere. Like, that's a big ask. I don't know. It depends on the waitress and depends on the where. I mean. Like there's certain, I guess there's every definitely day names of people there. that someone that could show up on my arm and I'd be like, oh yeah, I fucking know what that's about. And like if I was in a particular time and place, because that's the thing, like you have also him carving that name would like wouldn't that even if he hadn't remembered the waitress's name, the I the idea that he carved his name into his arm would have like seared it into his memory. Sure. He so would I have guess, remembered doing that, absolutely. Yeah, so like even if he didn't like old Joe doesn't remember Beatrix, he fucking remembers her now. <laughs> right, because <laughs> every morning he gets up and he looks at this. Yeah, he wouldn't really have to puzzle it together, would he? Yeah, so it would like, just be blindingly obvious. Yeah, it seems like you could have done something a lot smaller and like to get the same effect. But you know, but that's the point. Like he's he because I'm thinking, well, why wouldn't you go to a tattoo parlor and get it at night? But he doesn't. He's trying to avoid detection, so he's doing the. He's got to do it as quick as possible. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. And it's also funny because the movie itself pokes fun of, like, you know, there's a million ways you could have done this better. And it's like, well, fuck, I just picked the first one and did it as fast as possible. Suck my dick. Kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I guess they lean on that at the end, too, when he kills himself because he doesn't have to kill himself in that moment. Right. He could shoot his hand off. Right. Like, shoot his gun hand off. Bruce Willis drops the gun and looks at his disappeared hand and goes, oh, shit. And then Joseph Gordon-Lovett beats the piss out of him. Yeah. <laughs> right. But again, yeah, it's the first thing you think of. That, sure. Like, like you got to make sure it ends the loop. There you go. Um, That's fair, I suppose. I want to talk about, because the one thing that I found fascinating about Bruce Willis sitting down in front of himself in that diner mm. and being irritated, like, if 30 years from the future of you comes back to give oh, you advice... Yeah. 
do you listen and crucially why or why not like, let's say that i'm i'm, Here's I'm the 15 thing. years old and yeah. 40 and, and let's uh so 45 year old aaron comes back and is like look you need to get the fuck out of this cult religion that you're in. Yeah. It's going to ruin your life and blah, 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 all that stuff. And let's say I listen to him. I mean, for better or worse, that shit made me who I am. And I have a pretty fucking... Like, on my best days, I'm kind of a badass. I don't know mm-hmm. that I want to fuck with a better version of the life I have. Because it could easily... I could turn it's into risky. A, I could turn into an asshole. Yeah, it's like, risky. Like, those, those experiences, like, definitely changed my life for good and bad but it's the person i am now and like someone from the future saying look you whatever you do you got to do this i'm like well i i am you motherfucker like right. like if i do become I know, a better version of you then i'm not you anymore Are you oh, sure yeah, you yeah. want that you know well, well that's the thing the the good thing about going back and when you're 45 to when you're 15 is there's no fucking way that 15 year old listens to you absolutely right. not yeah, 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 like yeah. that 15 year old doesn't give a shit about anything except like is he gonna get to kiss the girl at school like yeah fuck the future i don't know uh, you think like- now if if 65 year old comes or let's say 60 year old jim comes back to 30 year old jim and says hey you're on a seriously wrong track you need to fucking fix this shit right now yeah uh yeah i think i listen hmm but why but but again because I have the experience of time, like knowing that understanding how time affects your life and knowing that I don't want to be where, you know, uh, 60 year old Jim is 30 years from now. But what if you're worse or what if like that's a, fine. I just if, know I can avoid you, one potentially bad outcome. And right? what if because that's the other thing is like, you know, at various points in my life, my life hasn't looked as good as it is now. Uh-huh. And if at that point I'd gone back in time and said, do something different, because then I wouldn't have I'm saying is like. What no, if you, at 61, something happens because of the bad state you're in that makes your life incredible in a way you couldn't even envision? Now you're avoiding... Absolutely, but but here's the thing. You don't know that, A. Right. Um, that's not a certainty. The only thing you can do, and, and I would say this is only applicable to like a 60-year-old version of Jim who has a really fucking terrible life mm-hmm. and wants to avoid that possibility, mm-hmm. you can avoid that singular possibility by going back and saying, hey, don't fuck up in this way. See, I'm, I'm, and you're still open to all the other sets yeah, yeah, of possibilities, yeah. but you've narrowed it just yeah. by one possibility, yeah. right? And I, and I freely admit this is one of those theoretical morality questions that I just decried for moments ago. Um, <laughs> I, I think right now that I'd be more inclined to listen to future me when he's talking about some massive societal problem that I could fix by taking an act- a singular action. If he's mm. telling me... But then you're in the traveler situation. If he's telling me, I want, I want to tell you something about yourself that you need to fix, I'd be like, well, fuck off. You might you accidentally know. start the faction. I don't know. Right. Like I like I if, if he says convincing evidence that like the world is about to hit a catat like like Elon Musk has to be killed before <laughs> the Falcon Heavy is launched. Or a Tesla else Roadster comes down and lands right Star on the Starman is returning uh seven years from the future and he's gonna kill us all. <laughs> it's gonna be V'ger times nine eleven. Then 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 maybe I'd do that. But if he's like, you know what, if you fucking don't stop bald move, you're gonna hit somebody driving and you're going to go to jail and it's going to be bad i'm like yeah okay whatever can you tell me when that happens because i'll just not go out that day (laughs) right right and like you know that's the other thing is like as doc brown even knowledge even knowledge of the future like 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 or as joseph gordon young joe uh like just knowing that i'm going to marry this woman is probably enough to fuck it up Mm -hmm. so i don't know like like 
ah. it's like that black mirror episode I mean, seeing your older self and like how ravaged their body is might like have you like oh, I'm boy. saying like there's yeah. like like oh my god it's like I always had in the back of my mind I could get in shape before it's too late but now you've shown me it's tr- okay I'm, that's it no more chocolate donuts like 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 just seeing yourself might be enough to I mean life I, is I, so random and weird it's here here's what they should do yeah is they should just team up and live together forever and all all of the things you're doing. You can judge whether or not they eventually lead to your death by whether or not Bruce Willis disappears, right? So <laughs> so he can kind of gauge like what kind of trajectory he's on by whether or not Bruce mm-hmm. Willis disappears. Um and I assume that he could bring him back at some point, right? Like if you're if your life goes horribly wrong at the age of like let's say 40 uh and Bruce Willis disappears, then changing the course you're on might bring him back. Oh, that's weird. If you kept your 30-year-older self, like, hostage. Right. And every day you came back and was like, okay, are you better Did or worse? Yeah. Are you better or worse? That things like, like, it's like. Because like he an, would have the memory. Yeah. Of your future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could use him as a crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, fucking dark because you're taking yeah. your golden years and you're sacrificing them to maximize your third. Because you eventually know that you're going to go back in time and get captured by your younger right. self. And you're going to spend the next 30 years hostage, chained to a bed, and being used as this fucking crystal ball. Like, that's that's enough. That's, see, I think this, uni- this, this universe has got some legs on it. You oh, can yeah. Tell I mean, time travel is really cool. You could tell a bunch of different, like, there should be multiple loopers investigating all these different, th- these different possibilities. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'd be like that. That's like a, a black. At least the world building would have been cool, you know. If, yeah. if they talked about somebody who had tried this and yeah. why it didn't work or yeah. why why it drove them mad or something, you right? Know? Like it maybe maybe there needs to be a short. Like Ryan Johnson needs to commission like the best science fiction writers around to write like tales from loop looper stories or something. Yeah, like like tales from the cantina, tales from the loop. Uh, that that would be that'd be pretty cool. I would read the fuck out of that because yeah. this this feels like that that would be a great like Larry Niven short story, like uh-huh. the Looper that's got him's future self tied up in the closet, and he just like every day like okay, it's, it's better or worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess at that point, why would your future self comply? Like you should just like just not give him any information because if you become useless to him, then they, he'll let you go. Torture. You torture. Have to torture your own right. future self. Right. Yeah, it's not hurting me. Oh, but it will hurt you 30 years from now because you will be the one being tortured eventually. Oh, my like, God. You're right. You'd have the memories of you doing that to yourself? You would, but you would also experience it, just not yet, right? Oh, you this... know that that's in store we... for your future. <laughs> yeah, we got to stop or this is going to get really dark because I've okay. got a couple other ideas of what you could do with yourself that would be oh, fucking no. crazy. Oh, no. All right. Uh, can... Anyway... So anyway, I, I do want to talk about like the theme, what I think the theme of this movie is, mm-hmm. which is abandonment and kind of the cycles of that. Mm, right. Like they're using the the construct of the loop to kind of tell that story where this kid, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this movie, young Joe, is also abandoned by his, his family, yeah. right? His parents. Yeah. Um, and he's on the streets and that's when Abe finds him and puts the gun in his hand and changes the course of his life. Right. Um, so the same thing is happening to the Rainmaker as yeah. well, right? Sid, as right. a young child. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the end sees his life laid out before him and mm-hmm. says, I have to change this, mm-hmm. and kills himself mm-hmm. to stop the, the cycle. Now, we don't know if it works, but right. if you assume it works, then I guess that's a good thing he did. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the theme of this movie, Abandonment. Right. Uh, which I think the, the end of the movie holds together better from that 
um, perspective than it does from like the time travel mm. stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of that's that's a cool theme. Like you see cycles of abuse and like alcohol abuse or violence yeah. in families, and like you know, can you is is there a way to like break that cycle or yeah. and how even with the best intentions like Sarah has, it might yeah. not work. Yeah, because um, it didn't work for the Rainmaker. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think there's like certainly. You know, we talked about this in the last the podcast, how you've got this this matrix of outcomes, like, you know, good processes and bad processes both can lead to good outcomes and bad outcomes. You can be you can do the best parenting processes possible and still wind up with the shit. Right. But like, that's not saying you should just do whatever the fuck you want, because who knows? Like, no. like you're definitely no. maximizing your outcomes by doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. Um No, it'll be it. it's I, you, that 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 is a good theme. That is a good theme. Yeah, like it's that. strong and it's it's powerful, um, especially for that character of Joe. I think. Yeah, I found I found the ending to be pretty emotional. Um, mm-hmm. Like, super, like, like, especially since I up until like the last ten minutes, I thought these characters are pretty thinly thinly drawn and and not especially well done. Um, but I thought it was good. The other, so the other minor, so so I'm I'm ready to start talking about the the flaws, potential flaws in the movie. I didn't think they utilized a child actor very well. Really? Okay. I thought that, and again, hmm. it's very hard to play a precocious child with superpowers and what that would look like and how you play. Like, so you have to play them vulnerable sometimes. You have to play them fierce and shitheaded and, like, and like, like, like as almost a teenager at some point. And I just, that's an awful lot to ask, and I don't know that they actually got it done. I, I thought... Hmm. I don't know. I, I thought um, I thought that that there it wasn't very believable or relatable. But I also felt I was shocked to find that I I guess I'm in the minority of that opinion. Yeah, I actually really like the kid who huh. plays Sid in this. So I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. Um, do you? Let me tell you the other theory. I'm not sure how I feel about Kid Blue is not Jeff Daniels in the past, right? I had literally never considered this. Because there is a bit of the way Jeff Daniels treats Kid Blue, the way Bruce Willis treats young Joe. Um, With like, why are you this fucking stupid? Why are you, you know... I I don't know that he can be, because he smashes his hand with a hammer, he gets shot in his leg, he's apparently shot both of his legs at some point. Yeah, I need to see... And Jeff Daniels... I don't think has like a limp. Or I, that's anything. the thing. I was like, I, I, I can't. I, I started to have this idea late in the movie. Well, and also, Kid Blue surprised him. Like, like if Kid Blue had recovered Joe and had always recovered Joe, then he, he would, would remember, remember that it. this yeah. is the time where I actually stop fucking up. Right, right, right. That's fair. You know, that's a, that's other things like how, like you know, <laughs> everyone fucks up. Like, what's the difference between a fuck up and a person that fucks up? habit <laughs> sure like yeah. if you make a habit of fucking up then you're a fuck up everyone fucks up but yeah. if you're a fuck up you make a habit of it and like i guess that's an interesting story because like you know you we rarely see the hero when they were learning to be a hero right when they're learning to be a badass when they're failing and like 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 just barely getting by or whatever and like i thought that was kind of an interesting that would have been interesting if like we're looking at this guy with infinite patience trying to guide his younger self into being <laughs> himself like maybe sometimes huh. you smash him his hand with a hammer or something. I, I I don't know if that would hold up through second watch, but it's something I was I, curious. I about. feel like it would be super risky to send 
so, to send a looper back in time to create the loopers. Yeah. Because everything that he, that future traveler would do would influence the past traveler and Abe could just one day disappear. Like the future could be so altered that that kid blue doesn't live. Yeah, but if you send anyone but the that's what I'm saying though, like it's risky no matter what. You send the guy from the cuz you could, he could do just what um what's that guy's name? Jeff Daniels. Abe. Oh, you send Abe back and like Abe like like uh Joe said Abe grabbed his own muscle like he was just there to manage the loopers but he decided to grab muscle and take over a city like that fucking can change that could fuck up the boss's timeline you know like what if he did that i, I yeah they mentioned remember. they like he he's like all he had to do was just manage the loopers but that's that was too easy for him so he decided to hire his own local muscle and take over this a whole city oh boy a, a, as a side business well that fuck ups the, like what happens yeah. if abe destroys the gangsters in the future like sending uh-huh. anybody back in time it's kind of interesting it's if you take risky. you pick one looper out of all of them to survive and say you are the one that we're not going to kill uh-huh. and what you do is you go back and if you fuck us we will like you you know all the tricks we can play because we have like i don't know yeah but if he fucks them 30 years before they know they're going to be fucked then i know that's where there's nothing they can do yeah you're right you're right like how <laughs> are they going to capture his younger self to carve things on his body yeah. Oh, I guess you send a, you send an assassin back in time to just do that. But you can't if you're fucked bad enough. Yeah. You won't you won't be around to unfuck That's it. That's true. Like, That's true. Yeah. If it's he essentially takes over, like Cyberdyne. If if at ever John Connors is about to whip your ass, you're not going to be able to get into time travel and fix it, man. Right. Like, yeah. I guess yeah. That's that's the the flaws of the time travel movie. Yeah. Um, there's also a scene where Bruce Willis assassinates the first child mm-hmm. and he walks away from the house. He's just shot this kid at the gun. Nobody reacts. No. Everyone's on the street playing. There's mothers with there's like I thought that was weird that people weren't like, you know, on the ground, like covering their heads or screaming or Yeah. What was that gunshot? Yeah. Or but there again I just saw like a hobo get cut in half in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> with a shotgun earlier in the movie but then again if that's the city you're living in why the fuck are you out playing with kids on the playground like yeah is this you know this is a little bit of uh, mr robot like is this a is this a hellhole dystopia or not it seems pick, like some parts of it are yeah maybe some that's parts true. yeah they still have the rule of law uh emily blunt knowing about loopers oh yeah how is that a thing well, in my head canon, mm-hmm. she was part of some seedy underworld. She's a drug. She's drug addicted. She's a call girl for gut gangsters. Maybe there are, like, because how? I mean, the thing is, is like, I feel like the loopers could hide in plain sight because they're like people ask what to do. Like, we just wait for people to be sent from the future and we execute them. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you really do? I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, if the police find that out, what are they going to do? Investigate? Investigate what? There's no bodies. There's no, there's nothing. Right. There's, there's not, there's nothing to investigate. So it's like it would seem like it'd just be a crazy urban legend mm-hmm. that, nevertheless, some people would hear about. Yeah, that's fair. It's like imagine if like the satanic D and D groups that played in tunnels and executed homeless people in the '80s were actually real. Uh, the idea still is fucking silly. <laughs> if it's if it's real, it's just like oh Jesus, it's one of those things. that's so I, I don't know. 
Yeah. But it's silly until it's not, right? It's I, silly until time travel is invented. I feel like, yeah, they they maybe, if they establish that she kind of ran around in loopers in her younger, crazier days, but they didn't. So that's just all speculation. I have no evidence. Yeah, no, it was really weird to me that they would say, yeah, she just knows what loopers are because you're right. They don't say why and she knows. It doesn't how seem like knows. it was super crucial to the plot other than for her to unquestion, like when, when uh, young Joe came clean with her for her to believe it and not be like, you're fucking crazy. Get the fuck off my farm. Yeah. Just to avoid the scene that every time travel movie has where right. he says, no, no, I'm from the future. Trust me. Right. And then spends five minutes trying to prove it. Right. Right. So, but that's you. That's, 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 I think a minor flaw in the movie that all yeah. the flaws that have are minor, but it's like one of those things where it's just, you're frustrated that it wasn't, wasn't good. Wasn't, wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, yeah. Uh, I it's been a long time since I found a sex scene in a movie actually sexy, but I I found the Emily Blunt seduction of Young Joe really sexy as fuck because you like Emily Blunt so much. Maybe, but I just thought like how <laughs> it played biased. out, where it's like she's in her room and she's like it's been a long time. She, she pushes the frog, no no innuendo there. Right, Pre- presses the frog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she fingers the frog and and uh you know, a uh, hideous funhouse version of Bruce young Bruce Willis shows up. Uh maybe that's the thing. I just really like I, I really like that Dick Tracy yeah. uh <laughs> Bruce Willis face. Uh but I thought that and also You should see the cut Dick Tracy scene. It's fucking Ooh. hot. It's Ooh. hot as shit. I got to unzip my hoodie just to <laughs> just just thinking about it. Um the Al Pacino th- really gets down on uh mumbles <laughs> <laughs> i also really liked when uh young joe's in the barn and he's recovering from his uh, i guess drug addiction and like mm-hmm. he like opens his eyes and it's like dawn and then he closes his eyes opens it and it's like evening time like mm-hmm. that like yeah. they really i felt like they really did a good job of showing like recovering from 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 drug drug addiction yeah. like rapidly and cool and something i haven't actually seen it done that way before yeah i mean that's say what you want about ryan johnson's story here he's a good visual the, storyteller yeah the direction is fantastic like the, i i hate at Haldo ramming her ship into the, and, and winning the day but by god that looked fucking amazing and yeah. if, it, if if it if if it happened it would look exactly like that i'm convinced and and there's even some simple shots some some things that don't need flourishes i thought they did really well like that scene where joseph gordon levitt is falls off of the ladder uh lands yeah. on the car and bruce willis has come back to to try and save him i guess um there's like the way they shoot that with that single camera just kind of panning up and then panning back down and losing track of the action until the guy falls i thought was all really well done yeah yeah i remember i think i remember i uh... A um a Better Call Saul podcast where they're talking to Ryan Johnson. He mentions about using like you know digital SLRs and like GoPros for like in really inventive ways in some <laughs> of these shots. That you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like he's he's really cutting edge and ambitious and and and, and a risk taker. And it's nice to see like you know say what you will about Star Wars, whatever. But this movie, like, I feel like ninety five percent of the risks all paid off. Yeah. Um, I don't. Do you know? Like, how did this movie do? Like, because I remember like seeing it and being intrigued by the premise in 2012. I'm not sure why I didn't see it because that was kind mm-hmm. of like in the beginning days of Bald Move, and I was still like really getting like 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 pop culture was all shiny and new for me. Like, I'm surprised I didn't see this movie. Yeah, I 
I want to say it didn't do great. Um, I, I was reading somewhere that it got beat in its opening week by Hotel Transylvania, huh? Just like an animated. It made one hundred seventy-six million dollars on a thirty dollar thirty thirty okay. dollar budget on a thirty million dollar budget. So yeah, it's well, successful, it, but one hundred seventy-six million is like snooze fest in today's cinema terms. Is that U.S. or is that global? Uh, that I believe is. Oh yeah, you're right. That's that's everything. Wait, no. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 that's, that's global. That's global yeah. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of 2018, like Star Wars money, mm-hmm. multiple billions of dollars being made. That's that's nothing. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was I guess successful then. Cool, huh? Johnson released a free audio commentary for the movie on SoundCloud to be downloaded and listened to oh, during the film. Shit. Guess what I'm gonna be doing this weekend? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. God damn! I wish I had known that before the podcast. I don't. I wouldn't have listened to it because, no. like, I feel like it would have spoiled. That's the thing. Well, like, this was my second viewing of this movie, so I might have. Done wait, it. You, you've seen this movie before? Yeah. Oh, oh wow! I didn't. I, I, I don't thought, know how I, I saw this was, it without I thought this you. was our first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought this was our first <laughs> time for both of us. No, in 2012, I I would have thought that we would have seen this movie together. Right. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Like, maybe you did, and I just was was doing something doing something else. Maybe. Um. Whatever, man. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? I think that's about it. Yeah, I saw the notes I had, and uh, you know, we talked through all the timey wimey stuff. It'd be interesting to, um, like I said, I want to see this again. Maybe it'll be stuff stuff in the forums that people can we can hash out because uh, it's not like I'm going to do a follow up to this podcast. But uh, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, David B. Thanks once again for commissioning this podcast. Uh, I, I I hope you guys don't feel bad for Anna Green Gables cast because again that was super fun. Uh, and we, I mean that that's what's fun about it is like I don't feel like we held back from giving our genuine thoughts about the film, mm-hmm. and our genuine thoughts were funny and uh, made a good podcast. So don't don't feel good about don't feel bad about that. That uh, that that what that was awesome. Uh, we will be back with another podcast. I think we've got the because we've got the foreign film, uh, the beat my heart, the skip my heart beated, the beat my <laughs> the beat that my heart skipped, the yeah. beat that my heart skipped. Whatever uh, we we're, we're coming back to that. We had some problems finding an English version of that. I think we've now got that solved. So we we went ahead and went with Looper. That'll probably be the next one. You got a bunch of good commission podcasts. And once again. Uh, now that we're releasing commission podcast, no one listens to. We need to make this up to the front, but we the commission queue is closed. Yeah, we are still like twenty movies behind. Uh, we got to get that cleaned up before uh, and if we we open the commission queue. I don't think it's mm-hmm. a done deal that we're going to come back with exactly the same system with exactly the same thing either. Because if we did that, we'd just get back right back into trouble again. So yeah, uh, we I have no plans and no date for opening the commission queue. These are things that we are. We are contractually obligated until we get our gold bars to to plow through uh, all these commissions from the future <laughs> and dispose of their MP3s uh, undetectably on the Bald Move website. Uh, but we'll be back with a bunch more. A lot of fun ones coming out. Uh, we will see you then. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Bye-bye.